1: What an interesting time it is that we live in, Chrissy. Absolutely, Heather. (laughs) Can you believe? Now, so many things have been going on in the world, and I know that we have promised to not get political on this show. We have. And so I'm not going to go too deep into current events. I just want to say that I'm glad we've gotten to a point of closure, and we are we can move on; that we can put this confusing time behind us, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm talking about 80s week on the Great British Baking Show, <sighs> right? I mean, seriously, what is this about?
0: So, last week was 80s week. So the Friday show that came out was 80s week.
1: How is that even for that related?
0: 80s cooking? How for all co- that 80s cooking? Yeah, eight, 80s yeah. baking specifically. The week before that. Was Japanese week.
1: I don't even know. I didn't even know that Japanese baked. Right. I I do now. Now I do. Well, the
0: week before that was like pastry week or something. And at the very, very end of the episode, one of the boys, like young Peter or somebody was like, um, yeah, next week's Japanese week. And I totally thought he was making a joke.
1: No, it was real. It was real. So guys, you know, I, it was a confusing time. You know, I didn't really understand What was real, I had to fact check, make sure that what I was watching was the correct program. Um, I didn't know what to believe anymore. Um, But now we are, we can move past that and go into a bright new day. Um, But I would like to say to the BBC, just stick with baking.
0: Yeah, we don't know what's ahead. We think it's over, but... Uh, Who knows? If we had Japanese week and then 80s week, what do you think next week is going to be? Maybe that's what
1: they're doing. Maybe they're trying to freshen up the show uh-huh. and, and put us back on the edge of our seats. Maybe. You know what, guys? We've been on the edge of our seats about too many things. We yeah. don't need to be on the edge of, se- of our seats about baking also. Just make also. A cake, dude. <laughs> well- <laughs> Now, I've had a really nice weekend. I just came back, and I have something that I'd like to recommend. Now, here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I recommend... Might I recommend going to a place where there is no TV and where the only way that you can keep up with world events is by running through all of your phone data <laughs> to where you need to reboot it and get, and get your husband to go and buy you a boost of data. And that, of course, is camping. Yay! We got to go away. We got to spend a time outside, away from Tallahassee, um, and go to Big Lagoon State Park, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. And it was um, kind of muggy, hot weather. It wasn't great weather for camping, but it was nice to get outside. Are you a tent camper? We are camper campers. Mm. Yeah, we have paid our tent camping dues. <laughs> I tent camped my whole life, Robbie tent camped his whole life, and we always kind of looked down on tent camping, or on camper camping, until we had kids. Yeah. And then we just didn't camp anymore, and so it was, like, made more sense to get a camper, and now we camp a lot more.
0: hmm Now, I never looked down on it like that, because I was, a te- like, a not a tent camper from the time I was very little. My parents had a pop-up. Uh-huh. Yeah, pop-up we had one of those. With a little half door oh yeah oh, so cute so cute <laughs> um so we had a pop-up when i was really little and then when i was about seven or so we got a motorhome yeah you know, like a little like c-class motorhome no not a fifth wheel oh like you like my dad sat in the driver's seat my mom sat in the passenger seat and we sat in the dinette oh, that's with the one
1: where she had to make the sandwiches in the back
0: yes, the sandwiches yes <laughs> that she would be making and using knives and cutting up things um while we bumped down the road you know, and everything would rattle and shake and roll. It was great. Shake, rattle and
1: roll. We, um we struggled with buying a camper because we were tent purists and I always felt like I would be a tent camper. And so what, when we went to go and buy a camper, of course, my little one wanted the one that was like $500,000 and had all of the flat (laughs) screens in it. I wanted the most bare minimum that we could get, but I mean, we've got, I feel like we've got bells and whistles because we've got TV, we've got microwave, refrigerator, and all Mm -hmm. of that.
0: See, when I had a camper with my ex-husband, it was um, like a pull behind. It wasn't a fifth wheel, but like just a pull behind the truck kind of thing. The camper that I had when I was a kid was much smaller and much less nice inside. But my dad, I think the reason that he bought that and the reason that he liked it is because we could get up and use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like my mom had like baby bladder she had to go to the bathroom like all the time and he got so tired of stopping he never wanted to stop you know like he just wanted to keep driving and having three girls or sometimes four girls in the camper if my older sister went with us you know um he was like absolutely you have to be able to get up out of your seat and go to the bathroom
1: so y'all had the kind you would drive so you were allowed to move around in it
0: Sometimes now, usually we had to stay in the dinette with a seatbelt on. But you could lay down and you could put your feet on the chair across from the dinette. When we got bigger, when we got a little older, sometimes they would let us like lay in the bed in the back, like yeah. unbuckled and like ride or take a nap. We were never allowed in the up top bed, right? Because that yeah. would be bad, you know. But but the bed in the back sometimes we could be, and you could get up and you could go to the bathroom if you needed to, and my mom could make sandwiches. <laughs> As she unfortunately had to do um, and That's did hilarious. not enjoy.
1: Did you guys have a name for your camper? We did not. No. Do you have a name for your camper? I want to have our camper's name put in vinyl on the side of the camper. Like a boat. Yeah. yeah, like a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of hesitant to do it, though, because we we will upgrade someday and then, you know, I will have to take all of that vinyl off. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she kind of has two names. She has her polite company name, which is Agnes. Okay. Named after the computer in um, an episode of The Twilight Zone mm-hmm. called With Agnes From Love. With, from, with, from. <laughs> <laughs> from Agnes With Love. Got it. Um, she's from a computer Agnes. that falls in love with her computer technician mm-hmm. and sabotages his love life. Nice. Um, and so, of course, we named our camper after her. Of course. Um, but then start. her real secret name is the Filthy Whore. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And that's after... Um, a boat in a movie called Cabin Boy. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen Cabin Boy, go ahead. Don't watch it. It's <laughs> not worth your time to watch, but we love this movie because it's so horrible and it's just, it's actually not horrible. It's good, but it's bad. <laughs> and, um, and so we named our camper the filthy Horror. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the kids don't know that. She, they think that her name is that Agnes. Her name's just Agnes. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. So it depends on Which who we're name would you put with. in vinyl? Agnes, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Agnes, comma, <laughs> yeah, a filthy whore. So we had a really good time camping. Um, where we went had a lagoon, and there was a boardwalk that that you could go on down to the lagoon. And I was down there one day, and there's supposedly an alligator who mm-hmm. comes at four o'clock every day.
0: Does he have a TikTok in his stomach?
1: Uh, well, you know, there were other people there, and they came looking for the alligator. They said, oh, he's here every day at 4 o'clock. And um, we speculated that maybe he had not made the time change because oh, there was no signal no. of the alligator. Mm-hmm. But they had a bag of marshmallows with them. Okay. Now, I don't know about whether or not you've ever been on a swamp tour. I have. Have they ever thrown marshmallows into the water to get the no, alligators to come over? I have not. Oh, well, then you went on the wrong one. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> These ladies have this bag of marshmallows, and we're waiting for the alligator. He doesn't show up. I
0: don't think you're supposed to feed the gators.
1: I don't think you're supposed to feed them either, but people do. And while we were standing there... That's how you get eaten. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So as soon as the turtles in the water sensed that we were there, their little heads pop up. Oh. And their mouths are going. And these ladies start tearing off pieces of marshmallow and throwing it in the water.
0: I don't think that's right.
1: I know. I, I was. I don't think that's right. No. And, but they kept doing it. And then they was like a man with them and he was fishing and they were all doing it. And I just had to leave. I rode away on my bike.
0: Yeah. Because that's not good. I, I didn't think it was good. I don't think that's good. So I went
1: back and I Googled what should turtles never eat?
0: And so you used up all your data yeah. on.
1: The googling t- the turtle are the
0: turtles okay
1: well i mean i think they're probably gonna be okay my friend prickles told me um those are state park turtles so they eat all kinds of garbage <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> be well. sure. there
0: might be some truth in that
1: so but so maybe i will um say i might recommend not feeding turtles yeah, marshmallows, but please um, don't do that. People. But I do recommend camping. It's a great COVID activity.
0: Yes, very it's much
1: so. Very easy to distance. Mm-hmm. Very easy to keep your space.
0: I think that one of the nicest things coming out of COVID is a lot of people like we're both kind of outdoorsy people, anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a I'm a newly outdoorsy person. In my past, I wasn't, but for the last several years, I've been very outdoorsy, and I'm seeing more people who were like the old me. Becoming like the new me, like people are getting out more and people yeah. are enjoying, like even some people, some of my friends who are very fit were still not outdoors people. Yeah, they go do
1: like the their gym, the gym and they do whatever,
0: you know. So now a lot more people are enjoying the actual world, which I am a big fan of. Yeah,
1: I like that. I'm a fan of it too. Well, and especially now that the weather is turning in such a way that we can actually be outside. Oh, yes. Yeah, we got to go down to the beach.
0: We're different. I mean, other parts of the country that listen to us, you know, they're like, nah, guys, it's cold, but it's lovely here, Florida. This is yeah. this is Florida's time to shine right it now. It is, yeah. yeah.
1: So we're all going outside. Now, one thing that um, I do wonder about when I'm camping is I get to see the results of so many different parenting styles. Fun. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I... um I got some ideas when I was out camping. Um, I get into this mode where I'm comparing my kids to other people's kids. (laughs) And I wonder uh, when I'm seeing other people's kids, how they act. I wonder if I've made mistakes along the way in my parenting. (laughs) And of course, the answer is yes. Of course. Yeah, I have. Um, But in the spirit of self-acceptance and embracing my imperfections, I forgive myself for that. Um, I figure I'm just giving my kids something that will require resilient skills to bounce back from. Right. A learning platform. Um, and it did make me curious about something in the grab bag. What did what they come up with now? Ew! Not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. So sometimes I get into this mode of comparing my kids to other people's kids. And I think we all have questions about whether or not we're doing this parenting thing the right way.
0: I think we're giving it our best shot every day and we just know that no child makes it out unscathed and, uh, you know, we're we're doing our best here.
1: Well, so I do have a spirit of self-acceptance and embracing my imperfections, but I also want to check every once in a while to see whether or not I'm following the script Mm -hmm. and what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I have found four types of parenting and I wonder, I'm going to read these out to you. I'm going to tell you what they are and I'm wondering which one you think you are. Um, I'm curious about which one you feel like you were raised by, Mm -hmm. whether that has informed your parenting decisions. Um, I wonder whether we use different parenting styles for different personalities of our kids or Mm -hmm. different times of their life. I think so. Um, And so I have to say that in this article, it's pretty clear which one is the best. Like okay, they, they're making it pretty clear which one we are supposed to want to be.
0: In all my child development and psychology classes <laughs> in the past, it was always very clear which one was to be the best. It's yes. pretty
1: obvious which one we're supposed to want to be, um, but I'm going to um, start with the authoritarian. Do you feel like you're an authoritarian parent? Authoritarian? Authoritarian. Yes, that's
0: the good one. That's the good one. Authoritative, right? No. no, authoritarian's
1: the bad one. Authoritarian okay. is bad.
0: Authoritarian's the one that you're like a dictator and a ruler.
1: Kind of, yeah. And I feel like I sometimes feel like I should be more this way. Um, and the authoritarian. Why did they have to
0: make these two words so similar?
1: <laughs> it's not cool. Maybe it's a parenting t- technique. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so authoritarian parents feel like kids should be seen and not heard. They don't want to hear what the kids have to say. It's when it comes to rules, it's my way or the highway. No discussion, and you don't take your ki- parent your kids' feelings into consideration. This is just the way that it is because I said so. Get on board and stop complaining.
0: That's kind of how my dad was. I yeah, was yeah. Neither of my parents were that way. That yeah, was so my dad.
1: Sometimes I feel like I should be that way, um, and I do say because I said so. Like there, I, there are definitely times where I say the answer is because I said this is the way, what we're going to do. I'm the one in charge. So Mm -hmm. this is what we're going to do. There are times when you have, you can, you get to contribute to the decision and there are times when you don't. This is one of the times that you don't. Right. So then there's authoritative. Mm -hmm. So there's authoritarian is bad. Mm -hmm. Authoritative. Authoritative. This is the one with gold stars beside it. This is the gold stars. This is what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. You put a lot of effort into creating and maintaining a positive relationship with your child. Of course. You explain the reasons behind the rules. Yes,
0: I want you to understand and be informed. Yes.
1: You enforce the rules and give consequences, but you take your child's feelings into consideration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is obviously what sounds like they want us to be. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that they say authoritative parents invest time and energy into preventing behavior problems before they start. They use positive discipline strategies to reinforce good behavior Children raised with authoritative discipline tend to be happy and successful. They're more likely to be good at making independent decisions and evaluating safety risks on their own.
0: I think that uh, the thing that I probably do best out of those is the pre-planning so that we don't end up you know, right. with with a big reason for discipline. I think that we have a lot of systems in place and a lot of expectations and accountability in place upfront and then when something does not go as planned then we have like kind of the the talk through of well how could we have pre-planned better so that that didn't happen you know so it's not usually like you're in trouble because it went this way it's How could we have done it better so it didn't go this way,
1: you know? I feel like I do a lot of foreshadowing, which may not really be helpful because I think that it comes across as me being a know-it-all. But I I try to work with my kids to think forward, think forward of, like, are you setting yourself up for success? Does this look like the best path? Are you going to regret this later? But then I don't know that they have the cognitive skills to really think that yeah, far ahead. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I don't know. But they de- like for mine, like getting ready in the morning is a big thing and there's a lot of prep that we do to get ready in the morning. And if that prep is not done and then we're scrambling the next day and we're yelling at each other and it's bad on the way out the door, I will usually stop and take a pause and be like, "What could we have done better? What did we- what steps did we miss in the plan that usually makes us successful?" You know? So what do you think we should do tonight? You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily a foreshadowing of, you know, like
1: the consequences. Yeah.
0: It's more like this already happened, you know, let's let's do a little recap here. You know. So
1: I remember a time when I was at an event and I was given the job of monitoring and like supervising the bounce house. And it was the worst job that in horrible. the world not, horrible I mean, I did not want to be doing it i I was doing it to be a a good volunteer and to be helpful. But it was really interesting because I could see the different parenting styles play out uh-huh. as people's kids got into the bounce house. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are some parents who like totally disregard any type of order for how the kids are getting in, like whether <laughs> or not we're letting like five kids in at a time and they are like sneaking their kid in on the side, but oh they're not making their kids take their shoes off. That
0: mom's got a big Yeti full of wine. Right. And, said, yeah. like,
1: uh-huh. and then there's like. You know, the kid, the kid who's beaten up everybody else in the bounce house and the parents are doing nothing about it.
0: They're having a conversation with some friends. Right, they right don't
1: there. even know. And then there's like the parents who are totally hovering That's and too much. Yeah, yeah. They're like up against the the mesh and they're asking if everybody's OK and they're reminding everybody <laughs> to give space. And it's like, dude, let your kid learn some stuff, you know, <laughs> like at some point you got to g- let your kid get into the bounce house and figure out the, the bounce house justice system. <laughs> For themselves
0: and bounce house justice seriously like you're
1: not always gonna be able to pull them out you know they've got to figure out how to hang in there you know Mm -hmm. but it did make me think about like what kind of parent would I be like how would I be if my kids were in the bounce house and I can tell you a story from um, when my little one had a birthday party and we had a bounce house Mm -hmm. and he, (laughs) he and his friends were in the bounce house this is like he was three I think he was turning three and um I go over to the bounce house, and it had like a flap for the door. Uh-huh. And I pulled the flap aside, and I was like, how's it going in here? And he comes, and he's got the best smile on his face. Aww. He's so happy. And he's bouncing up and down, and he says, we're making bad choices.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, I was funny. like,
1: I'm going to put the flap back down. All Everybody, right. Everything All seems right. okay in here. are making bad
0: choices. So here's
1: the category where I feel like I probably spend – too much of my time but if i'm being completely honest i'm a permissive parent yeah i feel like i'm a permissive parent you set rules but you rarely enforce them i try to enforce them but i I'm, I'm not good at it um you don't give out consequences very often and it's it's true like if my parents were were describing me as a parent they would probably say that i do not enforce consequences often enough and you think your child will learn best with little interference from you And I do allow natural consequences to play out. Yeah, I
0: like, I, I like natural consequences, actually. You know, now I feel like we do have, my children would tell you we have plenty of rules. We have too many rules. The dad's house has no rules. Mom's house is rule governed. It's too many rules. But I do let them have quite a bit of free reign. You know, I get, you know, like, and they do become more independent from it. You know, like we are now at the point. I live in a small neighborhood. I mean, it's just a block and a half away. We have like a little Subway, you know, Subway restaurant. Mm -hmm. And we're at the point now where I hand them a $20 bill and they walk down and they get their own sandwiches and they sit at the Subway and eat them. And then they come back and they've had lunch and I didn't have to do anything. And it's great. And I love that they can do that. Yeah. I absolutely love that they can do that and that they can get that independence and that they're learning how to do a tip and get change and uh-huh. like all that stuff. I,
1: I love that. Especially my teenager. Um, I, I'm now to where I give him the debit card and I let him go and order food for us and bring it back mm-hmm. and, you know, make those decisions and, and have practice making those transactions and, you know, and. And then I will let him squirm for a little bit before I, I go and, and help out, you know, because most of the time he does a great job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just feel like you've got it. At some point, you've got to let them go into the bounce house. Yeah. You know, I mean, it,
0: it's funny. I was talking to another friend about this just a few days ago that these kids who are able to get like their learner's permit, they aren't starting to drive. Um Kids are not moving out of their parents' houses. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you remember when we were young? You couldn't wait, couldn't wait, couldn't wait to get out. <sighs> I think we are doing too good of a job of taking care of them and making them happy.
1: Robbie and I thought when we were in high school. Robbie and I thought we were going to get an apartment. I'm serious. We thought there was like this apartment place that was advertising like weekly rates. It was like a commuter kind of place where, mm-hmm. like now, you would do it like an Airbnb, but this was like a business traveler kind of place mm-hmm. where it's like executive apartments. And we were like, we can afford that. We're going to get an apartment. And we thought we had it all figured out. We couldn't wait to get out (laughs) on our own.
0: Couldn't wait to get a car, get that license, get on the road. It's just astounding to me. I I really think we're taking too good a care of these children. I agree. I agree. (laughs) I
1: try to make it a little uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for my kids um, so that they look forward to having their own place where they can make their own rules. Right. Yeah, so then here's the category that um, I I hope that none of, none of our listeners are in, but maybe you are. Maybe maybe this is the type of parent you are, and if you're if it's working for you, uh, let us know. Uninvolved parenting. Mm-hmm. This is when you don't ask your kids about school or their homework. You rarely know where your child is or who they're with, and you don't really spend very much time together. <laughs> I can't imagine.
0: I. Can't imagine either. Like, I was trying to think, well, you know, when they're like 18, when they're, no, like, but I think you just move into a more friendly relationship then, you know? So as well as you keep up with your friends, you should at least keep up with your children when they become adults.
1: You know what I mean? It would be interesting to hear from some of our MWEs on this topic, our moms Mm -hmm. with experience who have raised their kids to adulthood Mm -hmm. about whether or not their parenting changed and evolved over time as they started to get to know their kids better and they understood for sure because like one one kids are going to be different i remember being so confused about why my brother had different rules than my sister and i did Mm -hmm. now that i've got two that are so different i totally get it yeah you know like Mm -hmm. the consequence that that resonates for one is not going to resonate for the other that's right i think
0: that's true yeah
1: well i think that um it's possible that there is a fifth category of parenting,
0: I think so too, because you can find yourself in any of these four, like in certain pieces, you yeah, know, like like for me, my um home structure is much more structured than their like out on the town structure, you know, and so I think that there there's certainly something else in there, yeah. I think
1: so, too. I think that. You know, any we're all one of these parents at any given time of the week, mm-hmm. and I think that these boxes are not we're, big enough. We're we're adaptable parents. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. We'll have that be our fifth category. Yeah, I I'm think an so. adaptable parent. That's that's my story. I'm a and transformer. I'm sticking
0: to it. <laughs> transformer parent.
1: <laughs> I think that makes total sense, though, and I wonder if when we look back on our parenting, what category we would have put ourselves in. And what we will have wished we had done differently. (laughs) Right. And, you know, it will have been done. So all we can do is make another deposit in the therapy fund (laughs) and say, hey, guys, we did the best we could.
0: Yep. We did the best we could. (laughs)
1: So, guys, as you go ahead, um, pay attention to your parenting style. Pay attention to what you think that you're doing right and what you think um, you might do differently. Let us know what type of parent you think that you are. And remember that you don't have to fit into any of these boxes. You can do it however you want. Until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe and tell everyone you
0: know. Until next time.